Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of It's All Geek to Me, a podcast where we discuss anything and everything geek related. I'm Tim. And I am Trey. Today is a special day because we are going back. We're having some nostalgia. And do you remember all of those old websites you would go to as a kid in the early 2000s? Toontown, Webkins, Neopets. Well, we're not talking about any of those today. We're talking about the one, the only, Club Penguin. So stick with us as we go through the timeline and history and some of the fun facts of our long-forgotten friend. Because you know, it's all geeks to me. If it's a comic book or a comic movie, it's all geeks to me. If it's some sort of game or a show on TV, it's all geeks to me. That's right. We are talking about Club Penguin, the online multiplayer service aimed at kids that might not have been so good because you could talk to anyone you want that you don't know who they are. Service that started back in way, I believe it was 2005 and ended in 2018, 17, 17, 18. I still think you can actually play it now. There were some servers. I do remember hopping yeah. on because some of the games were pretty pretty fun. But Disney filed a cease and desist for a lot of them. So I don't know if you can still That's play true. them. Before we get too far into this fun game, if you're listening, welcome to the party. We just kind of talk about geeky stuff. If this is your first time, we'd love to have you here. If you've been here before and you enjoy listening to our podcast, share, like, comment, subscribe, do all the things. It helps with the algorithms. And we appreciate and it. If you <laughs> if you give us a review, positive review, you like this, comment on it and we'll give you a shout out. Like when we see you, yeah. we'll shout you out. That'd be dope. All right. Now we'll jump into Club Penguin. I just want to, you know, <laughs> Club a, little, Penguin. a little public service announcement. <laughs> So Club Penguin, um, like I said, it's a online or it was an online multiplayer. You played as a penguin that you walked around on an island. You could play games. You could talk with friends. You could be a spy. You could be a spy. You could be a pirate. You could be a mermaid, I believe, at one point. Clown. Um, Merpenguin. Merpenguin. <laughs> you could have a house and design your house and... Oh, Puffles. You had Puffles. Puffles. Puffles are the best. Puffles. I remember having at one point like a ton of different Puffles. It was insane. It was ridiculous. I remember having only a red and like a whole bunch of red and blue Puffles because that's all you could get if you weren't a member. I I I played a little bit before the membership really like started like cracking down. And so I remember having like a black Puffle... And some of that, but then they started like cracking down on membership stuff. And so I like, and I think that's kind of when I stopped is when they started cracking down yeah. on membership stuff. Cause I was able to, I played with like not pre membership cause I always had membership, but I played pre like when you could do a lot of things as a free member, um, as like the free to play. And so 
like you could do a lot more house decorating you could do a lot more things and it was a lot of fun and then they started cracking down and that's when i was like "Uh, this isn't as fun anymore (laughs) yeah um i remember club penguin being like the go-to i'd come home from school and i would just get on my computer and i'd be like i want to go get some coins and play this game or i want to go explore this area of the map that i haven't explored things like that but i can tell you i don't think i actually ever played it with other people like people i knew yeah i had a couple like i think one friend that played it his name was matt and so me and matt would go and like we'd play and have fun together but like we didn't really play maybe my cousin my cousin me and my cousin might as also um and so, but like it wasn't like long term. We mainly just played by ourselves. But I remember every now and again we would do that, and like we'd go and visit each other's houses and see them, and be like, "Oh, it's so cool!" Da, 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 and yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy but, game. Yeah, it came out. If I remember correctly, it came out in twenty two thousand five. I almost said twenty five. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Good old year twenty five. Twenty five. Uh, yeah, it came out in two thousand five, and it really was pretty simple. Like, I don't remember there. I I was on there when it first kind of came out, not like the first day, but I remember it was simple enough that there was maybe five or six locations. Yeah. There there wasn't a lot mini game in each one. So like, I remember the pizza, the pizza game where you had to build pizzas. Yes. I remember the minecart game. The minecart game was a lot of fun as well. Uh, the, the tower, the ski, Yes. Yes. Um, I remember that one. We had to ski down the hill. Yep. Um, the coffee shop had the bean counter, so you had to like catch the uh, the bean bags. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. put them on the on the cart. So that was a fun one. Um, man, what are some others? Hydro hopper. That was the With um, the jetpack. The jetpack came later, but in the okay. original one, they had the uh, um. You go down to the dock and you would get on. A, yeah, it's like skis, kind of like water skis. Yeah, like wakeboarding. Yeah, that um, was fun. And then you also had Astro Barrier, which was like an arcade. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not a lot. That was it. Um, yeah, it's a pretty small game. It was kind of just. It was mainly like we actually we were talking about Club Penguin. Yeah, I think we were before we were recording a couple episodes ago, and we were talking, and we kind of almost remember it as like pre-social media social media for kids yeah like you go you like dress up where like however you want you had your cool style you like could like color your penguin you like could talk to each other different parts in town and play games get puffles and like have all this like you know do all this stuff and like yeah like i remember like we were talking about it and it was like we described it almost as that social media because it had almost that vibe it did. A small town hang out with friends vibe. And what they did that was super smart uh, was they had events and they would like they had this catalog in the game and they had the newsletter that you would read weekly. Yeah. And during them, they would tell you, hey, there's an event coming up, but they wouldn't tell you like it's an event. It's like up on the lighthouse, we see something coming into shore. We don't yeah. know what it is. And then, like, two weeks later or a week later, you go up to the lighthouse and you're like, what is it? And it's closer. And then the and next closer. week it's closer. And yeah. you see it's a pirate ship. And 
finally the events here, which is Rock Hopper, who is the pirate penguin. And you can go on his ship and you can do a whole bunch of stuff, get new clothing, um, do a little treasure hunt. And so what they did that I thought was really smart is that they had these events that kept bringing you back. Mm-hmm. But they they weren't like, yeah, they were week-long events and they would leave, but they would come back. Like you knew they would come back, but you just yeah. never knew when. Yeah. So um, I was doing some research into club penguin and okay. did you know that the newspaper that you were talking about like that like described the events and had all the stuff yeah. that like old-timey newspaper look when they first started took 10 hours of coding to make i believe it no that- i think it was a hundred sorry not 10 a hundred it was 100 hours to make i believe it it's it was very i will say for a uh, an online service like this this was its own thing. So like I mentioned at the beginning, the things around this time that I remember playing as a kid or people talking about was like the Neopets website, Disney Channel website with all the games there, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and like Cartoon Network had Fusion Fall, you had Toontown, you had Pop Tropica, but nothing came close to Club Penguin because aside from Webkins, it was the only area that was like more geared towards a social and mini mm. games it wasn't like its own mmo game so yeah. it was it was just very well done and it makes sense that it took hours of coding to get certain things yeah and i think it's because they started off really small um like when club penguin first started it only started with really 10 employees um and by the end like when it was starting to like when it was probably at its peak like in 2013 ish it had a, like around a thousand um so it started off with 10 and grew to a thousand very quickly and so because of that like it took a while to code everything and it was a lot of just dedication of time and so yeah it's super interesting i like i remember playing club penguin a lot or at least a little bit for yeah. a really short amount of time a lot for a short amount of time <laughs> i agree i like i said i think i stopped playing when Disney kind of acquired it, um, okay. that would have been in 2007 to 11, somewhere in that range, I think. Uh, yeah. Honestly, once I hit high school, it, it wasn't something I really played much. Every now and then I would go back on and be like, oh, what's changed? Um, and honestly, a whole bunch of stuff changes year to year with this, yeah. which is also cool. Like when, when an event happens, it changes the map. It changes the locations. It adds new things. Yeah. It gets rid of things. Um, well, I mean, when it was at its peak, the, I think the map was like double the size of the original. It was. Like, so they, they really grew and as a as a platform. Um, it was super interesting. Yeah, like just the way it grew in popularity because even like apparently when it was launched, it was incomplete. Like, it was not launched as a complete thing. Okay. Um, yeah, and so, but they launched it anyways, and it, apparently, it just, it, it, oh, not apparently, it just blew up. Like, a ton of people loved it, and it was just, like, the whole idea of penguins, and their first, one of their first, like, designers, um, his name was Chris, um, sorry, Chris Hendricks, and he was also known as Screenhog. Um, he, like, 
made it to he wanted the reason he liked the idea of penguins is he didn't want to humanize them like he wanted to be a, use club penguin as an as an escape for people like okay. for kids like life can be hard life can be crazy so here's an escape where everything's safe everything's fun everything's goofy and wacky and kind of silly i like that i thought that was cool too so he kind of used that as as that and it launched and complete and exploded like everyone loved it yeah it, it definitely was that escape and um i would say my favorite part of this and it it happened more it was random it was so weird if you played for i think it was 60 days it, it might have been like 60 days after you made your account you would get this little notification saying the psa wants you go here <laughs> and it's like what and it's the penguin oh what is it what was it called like spy agency penguin, yeah the secret agents and it ended up being where like there was a secret society of club penguin and they're asking you to protect uh, Club Penguin, and so it was a way for them to basically say, "Hey, if you see anything weird, report people. Like you are now in charge. Mm. We're giving you that." But then it became more. It became where you had these like mission controls, and you had these click and point adventures, which were actually a lot of fun and very well made. I so, like the, the the spy missions. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like the first one was yeah the case of the missing puffles, mm-hmm. and I remember just going around just trying to figure out how to like as a kid they're hard as an adult they're easy but going around (laughs) trying to finish this mission is like oh i can't i'm stuck what do i do how do i use these items it's like a click and point adventure kind of like nancy drew or um man that's the only other click and point adventure i can think of is like nancy drew hmm but yeah i don't know i mean i know the the books and i know like hardy boys books but I don't think they ever made a Hardy Boys click and point adventure. Um, I don't know. I love the Nancy Drew games. This is a side note, but those games are phenomenal and I would still play them again. I've never played them. They are so much fun. Um, <laughs> side note, completely unrelated. But yeah, the missions were really cool in Club Penguin because these are what affected the world. So yeah. as you would go through the missions, it was like one of them was an avalanche there was like a rescue you had to like find and rescue the uh, penguins that were stuck in the avalanche Uh but during that time that it like premiered say you couldn't use the sledding because that's where the avalanche was and so parts of the map would be affected based off these missions and so it was like a little easter egg of oh i know why this is happening yeah even like and everyone knew because everyone was doing it and so that yeah that was a lot of fun um so I, I brought him up earlier, but Chris Hendricks, um, Screen Hog, in those missions, so he, again, was one of the developers, and in those like spy missions, they introduced Club Penguin's very first villain, yes, and it was um, Herbert P. Bear. Along with the crab, um, Klutzy? I don't remember the crab's name. But I think it was, it was That Klutzy. was a sidekick, right? Yeah. Um, And so this you know screen hog was one of you know the creative directors high up in the company and he was actually against having a villain in the like in club penguin as like you know just and in in the world existing like the club penguin like world he did not want a a villain because it was supposed to be the safe lovable goofy world 
And if it has a villain, then it's no longer safe. And so he was really against it, but like everyone really wanted a villain and loved having a villain. And so he was all like, he admits in a video that he's like, I was wrong. Like this world needed a villain and it actually is a super, it can be a super fun character and super fun to do. And so it was actually like super fun and funny that he did, that they had added this villain and he was (laughs) originally against it. So yeah. Man, this is just bringing back a whole bunch of memories too. Like Herbert, the Herbert bear was one of the coolest things like reveals in club penguin mm-hmm. i remember and i will say like i never got to finish these missions because by the time i stopped playing club penguin like they i don't think they ever like captured herbert or anything so i never knew what happened and so i looked it up and when club penguin kind of ended like towards the time it ended they had like one final mission called like the veggie villain and it was herbert like sealing like all the information of the psa and all that and basically destroys the hq oh and then you become the elite um the elite secret service or something and they made a ds game so that's cool (laughs) they basically kind of ended those type of missions which is a yeah a shame because they're so much fun but they ended those, and then, like, if you want to continue this and continue being a secret agent... Buy the DS game. Buy the DS game. Which is... We've, we've talked about the good and, like, the fun of Club Penguin. But Club Penguin has some very bad things, like, negatives, like, with it. And I would say... Yeah. Gatekeeping is a huge one. Yeah, and that's actually something that... I, I was doing some research and watched this video by ScreenHog. Um... I mentioned him a lot because he was very instrumental in the creation of Club Penguin and the maintenance (laughs) of it. And so I'm going to mention him a lot. Um, He mentioned member minigame levels. Um, Yes. And so when the game first came out, there was a ton of minigames. And you mentioned one was uh, Astro. um, What was it? Astro Breaker or something like that? Astro Astro Barrier? Astro Barrier. Yeah, the little arcade game. Um, It had like... Man, I don't think I ever finished that game. It has so many levels. Yeah, like and it had a lot of levels on it. And he was like, and like a lot of the other mini games had them, but then they made a kind of a switch and overhaul, and they put a mem like members only lock, so you had to be a member and a paying member of Club Penguin to play past like level four or five. Um, That's stupid. And so, and he was like, this, and he was really upset at it actually, and he was against it because he was like there are more creative solutions around this. He's like, I'm not a business. He admits, he's like, I'm not a businessman. Like I'm, I'm going more for, on the side of the players. And that'd be really annoying to have something that like, cause they had all the levels unlocked at one point. Like you could, if you're a free to play player, you could play any level on any mini game. And then after an update, they changed it and they locked them. And so it was like, come on, like you had something that was available to the public and then you switch it. And then you put the yeah. the member locks on there, and so they like really gatekeep a lot of things with that. Um, and just to give you an idea to like the audience, if you haven't played it, I actually have a list of the games, and this is straight from the Club Penguin fandom kind of webpage. So I'm taking this with a grain of salt, but they have a category with the games called non-member restrictions for each game. Yeah. And so 
It's for, and some like of when them, it first started for years didn't have that at all. Yeah, and, and some they of switched them when, it. when they did start, they did have like if you wouldn't do hydro hopper, but you wouldn't actually use a wakeboard, you have to be a member. Yeah. So like you can still play the whole game, but if you want it to look different, get it. And that's also a really cool thing. You could have purchase items with the Club Penguin coins, wear them, and that would change the game of certain things sometimes. So with Hydro Hopper, as long as you had the wakeboard item attached to your penguin and then started the game, you'd be on a wakeboard instead of a tube. Oh, that's cool. Things like that. But the bean counter wasn't restricted. Mancala wasn't restricted. Um, ice fishing, you could use like a flashing lure to help you in the game, but it wasn't restricted. Mm. The first one that was actually restricted from the get-go was only a year after the Club Penguin started, and that was the Jetpack Adventure. Oh, uh, okay. That would make sense. So like, that's a high-ticket item. Yeah. You you can only play the first level if you weren't a member. Mm. And then the next one was Thin Ice, where you only had levels 1 through 10. And then later on in 2007, they made a new one, which was like a surfing game. And... You were allowed to use any of the modes on that game. But in 2010, just like Astro Barrier, they locked it. So if you weren't a member, you could only do the surf lessons. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's the annoying part. Is like if, if you have it where when it came out, it was available to everyone, you should have kept it that way. Yeah. That's just my opinion. And they eventually started making ones that were like you had to be a member to even do. I remember mm. when Card Card Jitsu came out. There was a big uproar because you really couldn't play it really if you weren't a member. Like it I remember playing Card Jitsu. That was fun. Yeah. That was probably one of their best ones, I think. And yeah. They actually ended up having Card Jitsu, Card Jitsu Fire, Card Jitsu Water, Card Jitsu Snow. So they went through all of them. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Ton of different iterations. <laughs> but yeah, I think after after a little bit the game started getting too crowded. Like we said at the beginning, it was very simple. It was easy just to hang out, kind of do what you want to do, get an escape. But then closer to when Disney acquired it, I would say, things got just overly complicated and crowded, especially with the memberships and what you could do and what you couldn't do. Yeah. And that's when I that's when I left and yeah, I don't know. Did you ever play anything past when Disney kind of acquired it? I don't really remember. I don't think so. Um, yeah, I kind of remember like it just getting really like super crowded for everything. And I didn't really play with anyone else. So like, I mean, a couple times I might have played with my cousin or my friend. And so like, but I don't know. I just kind of, I remember kind of losing interest as a group big because I got older. And so... And I, think, I think that's what they were trying to get at, too. It's like, I don't think they really wanted people to stay on it. Like, yes, of no. course they want people to, but it was for middle school, like, I would say. Yeah, it was for elementary school, for middle school. Like, it was for young kids. Like, you're most most likely not going to be in high school playing Club Penguin. Like, yeah. And if you were, cool. Way to be loyal. Way to, you know, stick with what you are into. <laughs> Some of the games No judgment. Fun. Like... Yeah, you know? And so, 
Yeah, I don't know. I I I remember probably my favorite part was designing your house. Like you could get yeah. a house and then you divide, design your house and invite people over. Like I remember that was really fun. Um, I, I remember cool. finding the iceberg for the first time because it was like a secret location on the map. Yes. And one of the big rumors, this is one of my favorite tidbits from Club Penguin. One of the rumors on Club Penguin was you could flip the iceberg. Really? <laughs> yeah. So anytime you went to the iceberg and you were in a big server, there'd be hundreds of penguins and people just trying to dance on one side of the iceberg to try to tip it. Because everyone thought that if you had enough people on that side, the game would let it tip. Never did until the last day of Club Penguin before they shut down the servers, they allowed the, the iceberg to flip over. That's funny. I mean, why not? Like, let it flip. Let it let it be goofy. and Because that's like, kind of like what we were saying. Like, that's the whole game was designed around was being goofy and silly and fun. So let it be fun like that, you know? Exactly. And they made such a big deal when the servers went down to the point where I remember seeing it on my, like, screen rant feed or something like let alone we were in college at this point when club penguin shut down mm-hmm. and i remember getting it like a notification somewhere i think it was on my my screen rant and it was like last day of club penguin is coming up and people are freaking out that was like the uh-huh. headline and i was like that's weird and so I, the week that it shut down i like logged into my old account and i looked and there was thousands of people and like almost all the servers were full dude i'm sure they had a massive spike that last week probably like i'm sure it was insane just how much happened you can even look up images and videos of people on it the last minutes of the game it's all them like thank you so much uh we're gonna miss club penguin uh penguins waving and all that and then as soon as the clock hits they get this like notification notification saying um like your browser uh, no longer supports this or something like uh, can't connect. Um, we're sorry. And then underneath it says, thank you for playing Club Penguin. Oh. And so it was just a very sad moment for a lot of people, apparently. Oh, I'm I was sure. fine with that. I hadn't played it in years. But then immediately after Disney goes ahead and creates what is known as Club Penguin Island, which was like a mobile phone version of it. Which really? came off as a horrible mistake. People hated it. <laughs> and so, I don't know. They should have just ended on top, cut the they servers should've. and just said we're done. But. I mean, that, I think that's the is. problem with Disney is like Disney has some great things, great products, great, you know, ideas, great movie shows that come out. But I think part of their problem is they try to push it too far sometimes. Oh, they do. All the time. And sometimes it works. But sometimes, like, that it bites them in the butt, you know? Like, Can I say, Disney has had probably the worst financial year in 2023. And it makes me laugh. Because it's like, you don't understand your audience. Because... I don't know if you heard about the new movie Wish. Yes, I haven't that seen movie, it yet. It's flopped so hard. Really, I don't I know actually if it's heard it's it, bad. I heard it the opposite. I heard it was going to be doing like seventy-five million. I've um, heard it the opposite. I'm looking this opening up now. weekend. Let's see. 
and like I will say, Disney does well on like they do well on their their Disney Channel TV shows because they have a, a limit of like three or four seasons max. They will only do three seasons or four seasons if it's really popular. Like Kim Possible got four. Um, a couple other ones got four, but most of the time it's only three seasons. And they know, oh, excuse me, sorry. They know when to stop. They know when to not continue producing shows like for that reason. But it's with everything else that they kind of go too far sometimes. And it it doesn't end well. <laughs> it definitely does not. Now, I'm looking at Wish just because I'm super curious. The budget of it was about $200 million. Okay. Which makes sense. Animated as, movie, big animated movie. It's going to have a huge budget. As of now, only $20 million has Ooh. been. Yeah. So, they only earned $3 million over Thanksgiving. Eesh. Yeah. Apparently, Hunger Games good. is pushing it out. Like, people are going to see yeah. Hunger Games over that. Oh, 100%. But, and honestly, like... I, honestly, like they, I don't feel like they advertise well for Wish. This is really random. It has nothing to do with Club Penguin, uh, <laughs> but I don't feel like they advertise well for for Wish because I saw way more advertisements for other things than they did for Wish. I did too, and the only thing I saw for Wish was a. It was like a year ago when I went to the theater, and it was like yeah, Disney hundredth year animation movie, Wish, and that's it. Like, there was no trailer or anything. Yeah, I didn't really see any, like, trailer trailers. So, honestly, like, even if you ask me to this day, oh, what's Wish about? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I couldn't tell you either. I just know that there's a talking goat, I think, in it. I think it's a goat. I think so. I think so. So, but back to Club Penguin. Um, I don't know how much more we can talk about Club Penguin, to be honest. This might be a shorter episode. Um, Yeah. I have a couple little fun things. Yeah, go ahead. Fun things that I found. Um... So I mainly have two. I mainly have two things. So Screen Hog again. <laughs> Go Screen Hog. Go Screen Hog. Actually, before um, you say this, yeah. Did you know that I remember this? A lot of times when a server in Club Penguin was like super full or like full, it meant that one of the writers or one of the like people like Screen Hog was in there, like in the session. Really? And if you met them, you could get a free item, like a really unique free item. And so I do that's remember cool. Screen Hog. I don't know if that's what his tag was, but they were all very unique penguins. That was his. That was his tag. That that was his penguin name was Screen gotcha. Hog. Yeah, like yeah. other people would like take control of like Rock Hopper or the newspaper lady or uh-huh. like famous penguins, and you could find them and also get free items. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. So he like he did a lot of the creative design, and so like he was on there and like was exploring and like, you know, um, doing his thing. Um, he never wanted hair to come into club penguin. So he never wanted hair to be an item that you could use. Was it? Um, it was, so it ended up becoming an item. Yeah. So he never wanted hair to be a thing, um, because he kind of, it kind of goes back to the idea of like humanizing the penguins and he's like, they're penguins. They don't have hair and I don't want them to be humanized. So he's like, no, and apparently they got a, a like letters from players in the game that were like, we want hair, we want hair. Like, come on, give us hair as an item. And people are requesting it. And he's like, no, 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 no. Finally, they gave he gave a clown outfit that had the rainbow wig, um, like the rainbow afro wig. And he's like, there's your hair. Like, if you want hair, there you go. 
Um, and people still wanted hair. And he was finally like, okay, fine. I'll introduce wigs. And he's like, and they're going to be like obviously wigs. They're not going to be called hair. It's going to be called wigs. And I want it to be known, like those are my conditions. Like one, condition number one, it's going to be wigs. And like they're going to look like wigs. Um, and so they released wigs and they looked like wigs. And so finally people, and like he put a poll in the newspaper and saying like, do you like wigs? Do you not like wigs? And uh, overwhelmingly, all the players loved having wigs. And so they kept wigs and they started making more. And he was like, people loved it. And he, and so he kind of like did not want it, but they loved it. Uh, I guess I just forgot about wigs. Like I don't yeah. remember ever having wigs on my penguin. They came after the hats. So, but I also remember like I was, I was free to play. So I wasn't able to yeah. do really any of the crazy yeah that's true you really couldn't buy anything yeah and so a lot of things were were locked and so i think i kind of came in again towards the end where a lot more things were locked um so like i would really i remember my penguin was like had the black hoodie so he was wearing a black hoodie and so but like and maybe some sunglasses or something but like most things were blocked um so i don't really remember having hair also but uh so they did hair and then um, another thing that he was kind of um, against originally was for Halloween, it, the Club Penguin goes dark. Like it, the, yeah. the night sky comes out. So like it's always, for, Club Penguin is always a blue sky, clear sky, you know, beautiful. But for Halloween one year, the, the some of the programmers like, it'd be so cool since it's Halloween if we made the sky like nighttime. And it was like all spooky and they you know, Halloween. And they were like, yeah, let's go for it. And they were like, wait, how do we explain this though? Because Club Penguin is always daytime. It's always sunny. It's always, you know, blue skies. How do we explain this? And they're like, oh, let's do a solar eclipse. And like in the newspaper, you can say like, oh, a solar eclipse is coming. Be prepared. Like it's coming. Like almost like you were talking about with the ship. Yeah. Like they, they hinted at things in the newspaper. And so they said like in there, oh, a solar eclipse, a solar eclipse. And uh, Screen Hog, being into science when he was a kid, apparently, was like, well, solar eclipses only last for like, a total eclipse only lasts for like seven minutes. How are we going to explain a week-long total solar <laughs> eclipse? And they're like, it's a game. The physics aren't the same. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and people loved it. And so it like in Club Penguin, the world of Club Penguin, solar eclipse lasts for like five days now so <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But yeah it's so like just little things like that like i just thought they were so funny and little changes so yeah club penguin good times club penguin man we need like i, I don't know if i would even play it nowadays but we need more <laughs> games like this like simple games for kids to play like not on their tablets and stuff we that's say just... that but you know club penguin is on a computer yeah, that's her. <laughs> but it what was, I'm saying is, Club like, Penguin I was our kid's tablet. Like, you yeah. know, that was our tablet nowadays. Addicting Games was our tablet. <laughs> cool, you know. Games. <laughs> yeah, Fusion Fall. Man, Fusion Fall was fun. That was another one that was, um, gate gate kept from like members only type stuff. Mm-hmm. So, we we definitely grew up in the era where it's like browser games, man. Pay, yeah, pay pay to play, pay to play browser games. 
Yep. Wizard 101, all of the oh, I got remember. on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that game. Uh, that one was well, heavily gatekept. Oh, heavily. I remember trying it once and it's like same. You couldn't do anything. I played for maybe 20 minutes and I was like, I have to pay money. I'm not going to. And my mom's like, no, I'm not paying money for this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> RuneScape. Yep. I remember RuneScape. Um, man, they they were just all over the place. Well, I think that's about all we have with Club Penguin. It's gone. It's gone. Thank you, Club Penguin, for your generosity and uh, just the fun times. Um we, I honestly won't miss you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were fun. But that's all we have for today. Uh, stick with us as next week we jump back into our Marvel rewatch. So if you are sticking with us, we are doing Guardians of the Galaxy. In the week after, we will also be doing Age of Ultron. So we're going all the way through our phase two. Almost done. Phase two, Almost. baby. Uh, we unfortunately will not be doing Ant-Man just yet, which is technically part of Phase 2, but we'll get to that as soon as the new year hits. So stick with us, because you know. It's all geek to me.